Hi everyone and welcome to episode two of Lager Than Life. I'm Sarav. I'm Rory. And we are here back at it again, just your two favourite beer drinkers, having a beer and just catching up really on the week's events. Um, um, if you like this, you know, if you like last week's episode and you're back again, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate all the support we've had this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we hope we can have a great episode two. Absolutely. Uh, if you like what you, you know, like our, you know, conversations we have, uh, hopefully tune in for episode three, but you can follow us um, on Instagram, follow us on TikTok at Lager Than Life underscore LTL. Um, but yeah, we're excited. I think we're going to have a good episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As Rory was saying, we're on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Please go find us. Please leave us a positive rating. It really does help and, you know, we really appreciate it. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, well, then welcome. Uh, we're happy to have you. And uh enjoy and tune into our incessant ramblings um yeah we don't bite don't discriminate and uh yeah so let's get into it Rory. let's get into it uh what have we got this week so this week for our beer of the week oh. we've got a hazy ipa hazy ipa now this one i've actually had in a pub once um so it's from the new belgian brewery it looks really uh, cool and a little beer 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 fact of the week sarav uh, so the new belgian brewery was founded in 1991 <laughs> right i just i just know <laughs> this like, this, <laughs> this is just all knowledge in my in my head uh founded in 1991 yeah uh, and at the time mm. um craft beer wasn't really a thing in the u.s okay. right it's a u.s company and it's the third largest brewing company in america mm. right mm. um and at the time craft beer wasn't really a thing Okay. Uh, and then they started making these sort of beers, like Hazy IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now that, yeah, they're the third largest uh, brewing company in the US. Sick. So, um, yeah, we've got a Voodoo Ranger. It's before a, it's a before you beer. continue, sorry, Rory. What what exactly is a craft, like a craft beer? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> really put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I don't. I feel like a craft beer is like. Is it like an IPA or something? There's like just that? a little bit of something to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's like Stella. And then there's like, you just know it's a craft beer. There's a bit, a bit of something to it. Oh, yeah, fine. So it's like more, maybe the, more hoppy. So like maybe all the, like, all the beaver towns would you describe. Man, I can't believe we have a podcast called Lager Than Life and we just don't even know these facts. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, you, really, you really screwed me over there, Sarah. <laughs> you know what it is? You're um, saying craft beer. No, I think like my, my sort of scientific explanation to that is you just know. You just know. You just know when it's, okay, when it's a craft beer. Okay, fine. Um, anyway. So the with this one, let me just, I'm just going to read out a description here. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, so the Voodoo Ranger Hazy IPA. As fruit forward aromas, right? <laughs> um, with a clean finish that will leave you reaching for another can. Oh, really? It's the alcoholics beer. <laughs> give me another one. Five point three percent. Should we crack it open? Let's, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. Let's crack it. Um, so we've got a new way that we're going to rate beers because I think last week we just, kind of just took a sip. <laughs> we just took a sip. Like, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> and um, did get some feedback from someone saying, "I can't believe that you said Lefe was less, and you said it tasted like." Is it pronounced Lefe? Yeah, apparently it's Lefe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that was um, before, not on last week's episode, but we, we just, yeah, we said it tastes like baked beans, apparently not good. But anyways, should we, should we try it? Let's go for it. Cheers, yeah, mate, mate, to episode two. To episode two. I like it. I really like, I like it. it. I really it's like good. It. And then is it crispy? It's quite crispy. It's quite crispy. Yeah, yeah. But not for, it's not like, you know, it's not like... It's not the most crisp. It's not the most crisp. It's not, it's not like a knackle. Um, and then is it in a jar? Well, it's in a can, so... This no, is it, more, it, it fails that criteria. Would you say this is more or less jar-like than a bottle? Oh, I think it is, you know. You think it is more... I'd, I'd say it's midway between, like, a, if a bottle is, like, the one end of the spectrum, and, like, you're like... But a bottle's glass. Oh, that's true, that's true. 
Okay, well, I think we just say it doesn't. It doesn't it's not fulfill a job. the criteria it's not a job. for a job. Yeah, but uh, would you rate it out of ten? Eight and a half. Going big. So last week we rated. I forgot which beer we had last week, but rated it a six. I would have to drop that rating down to a five. On reflection, you on thought reflection. actually that beer was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, five. Come on, five is. Average. It was alright, yeah. But you're saying eight and a half. I really, I, I, I get that. That's the, that's the, um, yeah. the point I get at uh, Ballon Bowls Club. Shout out Ballon Bowls Club, by the way. Great what, club. You'd get that over a neck oil. Oh, I think oh. I would as well. Oh, I don't know actually. No, neck oil's the ten. Do you think? Yeah, neck oil's the. I, uh, no, I that's, think that's that's me. I'm gonna give this an eight and a half as well. All I'm right. actually gonna agree with you there. We agreed. All right, so our episode two beer of the week. Yeah, Voodoo Ranger. Ranger. It's really, an eight and a half. really, really recommend it. Uh, nice. Hazy IVA Voodoo Ranger. Go get yourself a can. It's nice. nice. Um, but yeah, so Rory, how's your week? It's been good. It's been mm. a, been a good week. Obviously, we launched the pod, and that was all exciting. But um, oh. outside of that, mm. um, I did my first half marathon. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, That's honestly yeah, incredible. Yeah. Let me so it was on Sunday, it was in Richmond Park. Mm. Woke up that morning at like, it was like seven o'clock, mate, minus four degrees, <laughs> right? There's, do, do you know how horrible it is to wake up on a yeah, Sunday yeah, that yeah. early? That, I literally woke up shivering and my, my room gets so cold, I can literally see like, you know, when you see like the breath and stuff like that, mate, like we've got, we've got, yeah, terribly insulated house. Um, so yeah, I went, went, went to, uh, went to Richmond, I was doing yeah, it with, yeah. um, a girlfriend and uh, Millie as well, um, and it was great. Like, mm. do you know, what? I was a bit nervous beforehand. I'd not not ran that far before, um, but I got some good advice off a mate, and he was basically just saying, "What you want to do when you start off, and you want to just find someone who's got a slightly faster pace than you'd usually run, and just follow them the whole time, okay. and just stick with them." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, "I'm going to do that." Right. So I started running. I'm zip. I got a bit excited. I was zipping through everyone, and there's a guy in green. I'm, like, I'm just going to follow this guy. Okay, fine. You found your mate. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I can yeah. keep up this pace, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five kilometers in. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I was like, hey, this, this guy's this guy's too quick. So I was like, okay, right, I need to find a new person. So then there was this like um, this girl in pink, right? Who was she was running pretty quick. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll follow her. Okay. Followed her, mate. Got to like 16k. But this point, my knees were sore, my calves were killing me. And I was like, I'm gonna have to let her go. <laughs> mm, fine. fine. Um, and then yeah, managed to get. But then yeah, I'm sort of on, on my earphones. It was telling me like the pace I was running at. Yeah, so I was yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually running like a lot quicker than I usually would. Um, so yeah, I managed to finish with one hour and 38 minutes, Mate, which so, I'm really so chuffed with. So my, my aim was one hour 45. Mm. So yeah, beat that. So yeah, really, really. So you yeah, did 137 really, instead of yeah. 138, yeah, 138 yeah. instead yeah, yeah. of 145. 45, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So no, well, yeah, done, well done, Although I did, I did make a bit of a tit of myself at the very end. Oh, wow. So like, but again, the last K, I was a fucking state, right? Like yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. running along. <laughs> and like, you're, you're just, your brain's just complete mush at this point. And I was sort of looking down like, and I was following like the trail, hmm. and at this point I was like, oh, "I'm just gonna, I'm just, fuck it, I'm just gonna sprint the last like the last like few hundred meters." Started sprinting it right, mate. I completely ran past like so the finish line's here. I completely ran past <laughs> it and didn't go through the finish line. And I ran. I got about like ten meters. I was like, "Oh fuck!" So I had to run backwards <laughs> and then through the finish line, mate. Everyone was there, like, but basically just laughing at me. Hey, so, so what a way to end it. But yeah. I had a yeah great, <laughs> great you yeah, honestly the most Rory the Rory yeah, way yeah, to finish yeah. uh, half marathon. No, I love that though. Uh, but yeah, it's great. But wait, how's no, how's your week been? Big congratulations. Um, so yeah, obviously the pod's been keeping us super busy, and I uh, just want to shout out everyone. Mm. Um, like the the support we've got is overwhelming. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. I'm really really like. Yeah, we appreciate all the love and the comments. Yeah, we also appreciate the hate comments as well. Oh my god. <laughs> we, we, <Yeah. laughs> 
So on our, I think it was it was it our first TikTok video we did. It was like our first. No, it was the second one. It was the, it was the second one. one. I think we, we we there was one comment, and it was from someone called Slay. So shout out Slay. Shout out Slay. What was what is it again? Remind me. Uh, basically saying that um we we did a TikTok which is kind of around what the the Kim and North That's TikTok, it, yeah. and we're like, oh, like she's sexualizing sexualizing her child. Um, yeah. and then the comment was just like, oh, you guys are doing the sexualizing. And the world's got enough, like <laughs> mid mid looking men like doing, doing podcasts. Doing podcasts. <laughs> Just leave it, mate. As soon, and honestly, I got a message from Sarah of the day, be like, mate, we've got our first hate comment. I was like, no way. Looked at honestly, it made my fucking day. Honestly, honestly. I, was so happy. I was like, if if, I, if, I, if the content means that much that you're gonna type that, that's that's our job done. We've, you know I mean? we we must be doing something right if we're getting hate. So exactly. now, thank you so much, genuinely. Yeah, we love the support. Thank I you. wasn't offended. I liked it. So thank you. Um, but we'll take your feedback on board. We'll try to get so. better looking. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully upgrade to upper mid. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think your criteria is just next anyway. But um, not to get better. But uh, yeah. So my week, mate. So yeah. Obviously, shout out to everyone for all the support. Um, but yeah, this week's kind of been a bit mad. So last Tuesday, did my first open mic. Yes. Um, and I was there. Course, you came and. Um, for those of you listening, I like love music. Um, I play guitar and I sing a little bit, and I write some songs as well. And this is something I, I wanted to do for ages. Um, I really wanted to perform in front of people. Um, I've done it like with groups and stuff like that. Never in this kind of environment where it was so um, I don't know exposed. Where it was just me, my guitar, um, and singing. But I loved it. I had so much fun. This um, this man's he sounded quite humble. This he's, he's you're talented, talented as fuck, man. Oh, like, thank honestly, you. Man. I, no, I I, I've heard Sarah sing once. This is my first time, like properly hearing you sing for like a solid amount of time. Mm. And uh, yeah, mate, from I've met you, fucking smashed thank it. You, bro. Like you no, smashed I it. Like they, I think it takes so much courage to like go up on in front of that many people yeah, and yeah. sit. Like yeah, mate, props to you. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it wasn't um, like upon reflection for me, it wasn't necessarily perfect. I feel like it could have been better. Um, but obviously I was nervous and stuff like that. But you know what's fine? Like I did it and I can't wait to do more. I can't you wait need to, to just do yeah, more. keep doing more. And then each time you it. do it, the nerves will get less and less. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, I want to focus on becoming a better performer and stuff like that. And uh I have a lot of stuff that I wanna write about and I wanna write more songs and um I met one guy at the open mic and he said to me, like, you know, it's really important because you you write music, right? So you need to do open mics because like how else are you gonna share what you're making? Yeah, and it's like so true, right? Like you know, I'm not expecting to like become like a musician, but I definitely want to share what I'm writing and, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully I'll it's be doing great, some more. You need to get, get the next one booked. Yeah, in, yeah, I'll there. get the next one booked in. Maybe some of our listeners will come and watch. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so that was really good. And yeah, just shout out to all my friends um, and my sisters for coming along to support and for pushing me to do it um, because it all started because I decided one day that I really wanted to sing for my friends because like I was playing loads in my room so one day when they were all like we were around someone's house and uh, we were all I made sure they were all drunk um, yeah 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 flooded with booze yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and it was like 2am and I just got my guitar out I'm yeah. like guys I'm gonna I'm gonna play and sing for you guys um, and yeah so they heard me and they were just like you've got to do it so um so yeah I'm re like really glad. No, you smashed it. Thank you, you thank it. you. And there's something else that just like just a shout out. I'm not gonna name names yeah. here because this is unfair. Mm. But just something that made my made me really laugh this weekend. It's like <laughs> I got a message saying that one of my boys 
He had sex for the first time in two years. No way. <laughs> and the group chat went off. Oh my God. <laughs> the group chat went off. So shout out to you. You know, uh, who, you you know are. who you are. You know who you are. I'm not going to name you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who it is. But bro, it was honestly, it was just the group chat went off, man. It was so <laughs> funny. I think the funniest message I got was just like, <laughs> just called, just replied to the message being like, you stallion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah that was fun um but yeah cool man so should we get into it should we get into it um all right so our first topic of the yeah. week is um so yeah back in you might remember back in october 2021 yeah um a story came out about alec baldwin yeah um on the set of a film called rust um where he shot he fired a prop gun mm. um and tragically accidentally killed uh, the cinematographer um Helena Hutchins yeah um so that was obviously a massive massive story back in mm, October mm, mm. um and it's kind of swelled up again now in the in, in the press um as Alec Baldwin and the armorer um, um Hannah Gutierrez they've both been charged mm. um for i think it was um, two counts of manslaughter. Manslaughter, yeah, it was unintentional manslaughter, something like that. Um, so they've been charged with that, and it's sort of the internet's kind of fired up again. And this, I feel like the internet's split into two camps. So Go some on. people are saying it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. It's not the job of the actor to, um, you know, to check the gun mm. before check it for live rounds. Um, and then some people are saying it should. It, he actually should. It, it is his job as an actor to yeah. to check any 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 firearm before firing it. Uh, and he's come out on interviews now and said, I, I didn't pull the trigger and that it went off. But I think FBI reports have yeah, basically leave, found leave out. It out. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, leave out. Um, but yeah, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting like topic. But yeah, what, where, where have you like heard about this? What do yeah, you, what do you think? Yeah, so I remember it happening. Um, firstly, I forgot that. I, I didn't realise it was so long ago. Now. Mm. I mean, almost, well, it was over a year. Um, I definitely think uh, at first, my initial thoughts were like, poor guy. Like, poor Alec Baldwin, obviously, like, sincerest condolences to the cinematographer who passed away and her family mm. and um, her family and stuff like that. That's, it's awful. But my, my initial thoughts were, like, poor, like, Alec Baldwin, because, like, yeah, can you imagine if you did that accidentally? Like, that must be the worst feeling no, like, fuck you up for life. in the world to, to accidentally take someone's life. Absolutely. That's mm. traumatic as hell. And, you know, he obviously was under the impression that it was a prop gun. So that was my initial thoughts. Now, obviously, looked into it a little bit, and you know, he's saying this stuff like, "Oh, like didn't didn't fire the gun," and he was saying that he was assured by the the crew that it wasn't loaded. Mm. And I kind of thought to myself, "Hmm, yeah, maybe it is the crew's fault and not his." But then I really thought about it, and it's like, if I'm handling a real gun, I would check. To make sure check. it wasn't loaded, or I would make sure someone else is doing it in front of my eyes mm. before I take it, because, um, yeah, like always, always, you gotta be so fucking careful with that shit. Like, so I definitely think that he does need to take some responsibility there. You know, yeah, it's it's interesting. It was a real gun. It actually wasn't a prop gun. Sorry, it was, it's, it's a real it gun. It's a real gun. But how it works on Hollywood film sets is they have blanks in, right? Yeah. So you basically get the effect of the bang, you get the recoil, you get the cartridge ejection, you get the sort of the flash. Yeah. Um, so it gives the effect of a gun, but nothing actually comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's why the fuck was there live ammunition on set? That's that's what mm. confuses me. Um, but I, I sort of, because my, my, my reaction was quite similar to yours on yeah. this whole Alec Baldwin stuff. But the reason um, 
I sort of did a bit more reading into it. You know, you know, he's a producer on this. I didn't. He's know an executive that. producer, right? Okay, fine. So, so the reason, um, so that Hannah Gutierrez, um, after doing some digging, she is the daughter of a very like famous armorer in Hollywood. Okay. Um, and literally on the morning where this the tragic incident happened, um, loads of the crew walked off because of unsafe conditions. Oh right? wow! Interesting. Uns- unsafe conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that forced them to get a more unexperienced armorer, right, to come in, right, and this is probably where the, the situations happened, right. So then you think, okay, it's the armorer's fault, right? She didn't do her job properly, hence this has happened, right? Mm. But if you think about it, what is the producer's job? Nah. Alec Baldwin's an executive producer on this film. The job as a producer is to ensure, like, the, set's the, set, safe. the set is safe, yeah. ensure that the right people are employed in the right positions. Yeah. In, like, and if on the day of that tragic incident, people were walking off set because of dangerous conditions, I don't think, I think, I don't think all of the blame lies on Alec Baldwin, but as producer, I think definitely some of the blame lies with him. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Was he the, so was he the only producer? No, so you, you usually have a lot more, like, you have a few producers on okay. the film. And some, admittedly, some are a little bit more take a back seat, um, and then some are a lot more involved and on set every day. But I think if he's an actor and he's also a producer, he's got to be pretty involved in the film and making some pretty high level no, decisions. No, absolutely. But then I think that given what you've just told me about how people were walking off set, it wasn't safe, then surely other producers should have been in the crossfire. Pardon the pun. Yeah. But- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <that> makes- <laughs> <laughs> actually evil <laughs> that's dark <laughs> no but yeah surely other producers should be getting the blame as well it shouldn't just be him um it's, i think just because the fact that he was handling the weapon that's where it all, all comes down to yeah but, but that's that's exactly but then you think okay let's say let's say alec baldwin wasn't wasn't a producer yeah i think i think he's literally not to blame whatsoever really because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why because reason number one there should be no live ammunition on a set Full stop. Yeah, agree there's with no you. reason for there to be one. So why why would he check for live ammunition? I agree with you. Number two, it's not his job. It's like you're an actor, you're trying to get in the zone. It's not your job to check the gun for like. There's going to be um, things in there, but it's not your job to check and double check. It's a blank and not a live round. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Um, fine. Yeah, and that, I just that, that's someone else's job. That's not the job of the actor. But you're saying it's because he's a producer that he's getting. I the think blame. it's because he's a. I think I think that's why he's been charged. Do you think that's why he's been charged? I think. Really? I think if he was just an actor. Hmm. I don't think he'd be charged. Well, no, mm, but I'm trying to think about there's other instances where you could be charged for involuntary manslaughter as well. Mm. Isn't that like involuntary manslaughter literally means you have no intent to hurt someone and sorry, involuntary manslaughter to my understanding is that you have no means to kill someone or hurt anyone, but your actions lead to their death. death. So I still think that even if you get charged with involuntary manslaughter that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a penalty of like prison or something like that so he might get he might is, yeah is because he... I, th- I think legally then by firing the weapon and mm. being the, the reason that not the sole reason but still firing it and you know him his action of pulling the trigger resulting in her death obviously i don't know about the law but like i think that means that he technically is, is liable for liable charge for it, yeah. of involuntary manslaughter. Mm. I'm very interested to see what happens, but yeah. to be honest, I do feel really bad for him. Fine. And I get, I, like, I am, I know I've just said, like, he has some responsibility to yeah. it, but, like, I think ultimately the whole thing's a horrible, tragic accident. No, for sure. But for me, for me, I just, I think, 
And I, I don't know if you've heard anything, but I just want to know, like, why was there a light? Why was what, that, what that's happened? what? Because I, I, you know, I did a bit of research before this. This and like, I just had no that no one's explained to me why. Why is there a live round on set? And I think if they can investigate this more and get to the the root of why there was a live round on set and that got mixed up with blanks, then I think they need to be fully held account. Really? 100%. Okay. So a couple of things that I have to say in response to that. Go on. I agree with the whole live ammunition thing. I can imagine that someone did it to be like, to feel like the real effects of a gun, you get more into the zone, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, no, as a process it, of method acting to put a put live, live ammunition, as in like have that... it on set, maybe. You're right, actually. Why was it there? No, I th- I I'm not trying to justify it. Because if you think about it, a blank g- gives you the same effect as a gun. No, you're right. It gives you the bang. It gives you, you sort of feel yeah, like you're yeah, shooting yeah. No, you're right. Gun. There shouldn't have been it's live just ammunition. The pr- doesn't have that projectile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I just want to know. I think maybe it was like, so they were doing target practice or something yeah, just to make maybe, it more realistic. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that. Um, maybe but that. And you know what, to get used to like recoil and stuff. And yeah, exactly that kind of thing. Maybe but it was that. Do you know what is fucked though? Go on. You know it's resuming filming next year. Well, you about to say, yeah, I was literally about Wait. to say it's still shooting. So, do you think? Do you think this after an accident like this? Do you think <sighs> a produ- uh, a film production should Mate. be completely shut? I just feel like is it not in bad taste to continue filming this? Like, mm, I mean, he's he's still in it. He's still starring in it, regardless of. Despite the fact that he's been charged, regardless of what his penalty Mate, might be, they've uh, gone back to filming. For uh, me, surely that's traumatizing for him to like what want to even continue with the film. I wouldn't want to do it. That shows a lack of remorse. To I me. think so. Yeah, it's like almost like oh, we put this much money into it, we may as well finish it. Mm. Um, but like if tomorrow this this rust came out, and you went to the cinema, and you're watching, watching and you're watching. Alec Baldwin prance around in a cowboy hat shooting his gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm going to think about is the, the death of that poor cinematographer, sure. Helena. Like, Absolutely. I, that, and I think, oh, yeah, I think it's horribly ins- insensitive that they're I continu- completely agree. Continuing, the, and- continuing the shoot. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what's going to happen as well. At the beginning of the film, it's going to say, like, in loving memory of, or this is dedicated to. And Hollywood it's will like, just monetize it as well. Yeah, yeah. It and yeah. it's just like, that just kind of makes me feel it's sick to yeah. my stomach. But then man. there's... Just playing devil's advocate here. Mm. Would Helena not want to see the her vision come to life as cinematographer? I think like, would she not want? We can't talk about that. What we can talk about is her family's reaction to it. That's so true, yeah. I know that her family have her husband said that she he's taken what is it comfort from the fact that Alec Baldwin's been charged. Um, interestingly, but yeah, surely I, I, there must be a huge amount of proceeds going towards the family be, from yeah. the profit of the film mm. to enable this to continue going without there being more of a storm. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because I'm 100%. surprised things haven't kicked off more like on the internet that like I've seen. Um, there must be like a huge amount of money going towards the family. Huge. 100%. It must be like a ridiculous percentage of the... And they can't, the I can't even imagine... Fair enough. Do, I like, can't even imagine doing any like marketing or PR campaign on this. Like You couldn't. You literally couldn't do any interviews yeah. about this film because it would just link back to that. Because like, I feel like I'd watch more Alec Baldwin films despite this happening I think his career, but, his career is dead after this yeah but it's the dead. fact that he's continuing oh do, God, do you know yeah. what I mean it's the fact that he's continuing mm. he's going to have to reshoot oh, that scene geez, man. Yeah. that can't be good for his mental health no no that's horrible that's literally reenacting the thing that pretty much ruined his life yeah trust me um, um, but yeah I, I, I don't know I, I yeah. think that's in bad taste I think it's like just leave it mm. it's done move on to another film you know, let let Leave the family heal her. Donate proceeds from another film to the family. 
don't do this. I think it's just horrible. 100% um, agree. But yeah, sorry to go back to the point, but mm, something yeah, else I wanted yeah, to say yeah. to you is that you said that Alec Baldwin, he shouldn't be, like, the reason he's being charged in your opinion, or the reason he should be charged in your opinion is because the fact that he's a producer, not like the actor who pulled the yeah. trigger, right? Then I still think then that other producers need to be charged as well. All of them. Yeah. All, all of those who have had. But then, do you charge the people who, are, who finance the film, or do you like? Do you know what all I mean? of it's, those it's, who had a responsibility for the set. Yeah. So the director as well. But I don't actually know the directors. So yeah, I, director as well. So I think the way I see it, I think the director is more. I think yeah, probably the director probably has some partial blame, but my understanding. It's a beer podcast. We're yeah, going to burp yeah. a lot on this podcast. Um, my understanding is that the director's more of the creative stuff in solving like the creative problems and things like that. Yeah, and then fine. the producer's more like finding the right people to do the right jobs. That's why I said producers. Fine. Yes. Yeah. Resp- the producers are ultimately responsible for finding the director and the writer and the cinematographer and things like that. They're responsible so for I putting money I- in as well, no? And yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's an interesting one. I think everyone who's got responsibility for the set and specifically that kind of department needs to have a charge if Alec Baldwin's getting a charge by your logic of the fact that he's a producer. That's what I'm saying. 100%. So, yeah, but I also think that he should be charged for involuntary manslaughter, for pulling the trigger, because I think that's just part of legal process. Yeah. But, um... I fully agree. I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm But guys, let us know what you think about Alec Baldwin. Do Do you think he should be charged... Um, do you think the film should even still come out? Do you think yeah, it's wrong yeah, that they're, um, you know, that, that they're still going to continue filming? Uh, let us know in the comments. Um, but yeah, should we move on to yeah, the next yeah, topic? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, obviously, in accidents happen, right? And one could argue that what happened on the set of Rust was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so, something that I got thinking about is like... <laughs> It's not related. <laughs> I can see you trying to make this yeah, work. I'm going to make the connection. Um, it's like, okay, so with accidents... <laughs> let me just get into it. Okay, what was it you were telling me about that Scotland's basically doing self-driving <laughs> Sorry, I could just see you. trying to... Like, you trying to head, segue. In my head, I could see and it. I could see you. It was going on. And you were like, yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> it's not a nice connection. It was going to be a bumpy ride, basically. It wasn't yeah, going to yeah. be a smooth... <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Um, yeah, you were telling me about this. Apparently, they're doing self-driving buses in Scotland. Let's yes. just get to the cuts of the chase. Cuts of the chase. Yeah, they're doing self-driving buses in Scotland. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. It was the fir- yeah first ever self-driving bus ride in Scotland. Um, in the mate, in the UK. In the UK, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, mate, this this shit excites me. I'm so excited about self. Like, this is the one. This is the one technology where mm. I feel like people have been chatting about it for ten years now. Yeah, and where is it? Where's my self-driving Uber? Why do I have to... Every time I book an Uber, why do I have to wait 15 minutes for yeah, yeah, say, okay. connected to drive? Facts. I want a self-driving car to take me everywhere. Like, I, I don't... Like, I don't want to sit there in a cab mm. while, uh, you know, having to make conversation <laughs> with a taxi driver. Um, but there's a... I just think it... There's a few reasons I'm excited for it. If you... Imagine, right, Saraf, mm. all of London is yeah. all self-driving cars. Yeah. Right? Suddenly, you'd have no... They'd be, they're all communicating with each other. Yeah. So imagine, overnight, there'd be no traffic. Okay. Right? I think something like 94% of all car accidents are to do with human error. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd course. wipe out. That would be such a, um, that'd be such a benefit to, um, like to healthcare and stuff like that, right? Mm. 
and everything would just be so much more efficient. It would be, it, it would like, I, I also, it'd be so good for the environment as well. Like, most, most self-driving cars are going to be oh, electric, electric okay, right? Fine, yeah. So I'm, I'm just baffled that we're not at, at that place yet. And okay. I think how, how, the way I see it happening is um, in the future, I reckon 20 years time, there won't be cars. Mm. Cars will be like horses a hundred years ago, right? Yeah, a few people, you know, might still drive cars like they do horses just for, you know, for fun or for sport. Um, but I think everyone, rather than having a car, will have a subscription service. Okay. Um, and there'll be different tiers of subscription service. So, you know, if you have your, your basic tier, you might wait, you know, 10 minutes for a car to arrive. But then if you have like a, you know, pay a little bit more, you might only wait like one minute before a self-driving car is in front of you. And you might be able to choose like a BMW or a Rolls Royce or something like that. Uh, and that's what I think will happen. And it'll be transport for everyone. That's very interesting. That's 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 where I see this all going. Your brain works in interesting ways. Right? <laughs> I can't lie, because I never would have thought that. So you don't think people have their own cars? You think they'll have just a subscription service? I think so. Well, I think in cities, yeah. I think mm. I think you'll have to have your own self-driving car when you're in the country. But I think for somewhere like like us, mm. we'll have yeah, it'll be something. maybe. I guess a lot of people in the city don't necessarily like for London, for example, don't necessarily have a car. Exactly. Yeah. But I still think that would be that option. Um, I don't know, man. Interesting that you're excited about it and stuff. Like, also, drink drivers. You're sorted. You're sorted. Drink drink as much as you want in the car. Yeah. And you know you won't get arrested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, we don't but, support drink driving, by the way. Just no, saying. no, of course not. <laughs> but why would you need to have a subscription? Like, surely you'd have your own car. Like, regard, like you just would, wouldn't you? Like, it's just self-driving. Because, mm. like, why would you pay a subscription? I, yeah. I don't know. Just in my head, I just you walk. Like, I don't know. Let's say we want to leave the studio right tonight. Yeah. We just walk out and like a car's just there. Yeah, but that could it. just be my car. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of just like you just get in any car you want. You know. <laughs> yeah. You just think I want that one, and you just get in no, it. I'm and they're all just driving around all the it's time. It's a nice idea. But I still think they'd be. So yeah, look, going back to your original point, cool. I don't think it's going to eradicate traffic. Traffic's to do with them. How? They will, because they're all, they're all talking to... All the cars are talking to We're each other. We're not going to eradicate traffic. You've still got millions of people who need to get to work at the same time, for example. So it's not just going to magically... Okay. The way the way that would reduce it is... The way that would get rid of traffic is to reduce the number of cars on the street, but population is continuing to grow. And unless you're doing car sheds and stuff, it's not... It's, it's, it, yeah. Do you, do you ever have it when you're driving on the motorway, right? Yeah. And you're driving along. Yeah. And there's been no accident. But for some reason, all the cars unanimously decide, let's slow down. No, 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 no. And you all just slow down, right? Yeah. And, you know, for about, what, like three minutes? And then you speed up again. There's been no accident. No one's died. Everyone, that would never happen again. No, 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 no. That's to do with congestion. That's to do with the number of cars on the street. So that might not happen again, I guess, because every car can communicate. But there'll still be traffic. Like, for example, if you think about traffic lights, yeah, at junctions, yeah. you can't just let more, like, like the traffic like, still needs to process the number of cars waiting at the traffic. You can't just have, like, green lights all the time. That wouldn't work. Um, I disagree. No, what do, you, what do you really disagree? Because, okay, think about this, right? Every car will not only be communicating with each other, but will be taking literally the most efficient route possible, right? Yeah. So some people, in, in, when you're sat there and you're, you know, driving to, to work or whatever, yeah. there are some people who are probably on that road who don't need to be on that road and they could be getting another separate route and they'll all be talking to like a big hive mind, right? So basically all working in favour of the most efficient outcome of, of routes to go. Yeah. 
That's what I think will happen. Yeah, but that does happen now. That's what Waze is for. That's what like Google Maps is for. What mm. I'm, traffic's not just going to disappear. No, I'm in favour of your dream. I'd love for there to be no traffic, but it's not just like going to be like. Okay, they'll be at the gate. You've proven me that, but there will be less traffic. Admit it, right? Yeah, probably there'd, there'd be, be less, less traffic. traffic. There'd be less traffic. But so the way I was trying to make the connection <laughs> with the Alec Baldwin thing is to do with accidents, Very right? And who basically, yeah. The, <laughs> Sorry, it was literally just like a hair strand connection, if that. Like, but no, what I'm trying to say is like liability in the in the form of accidents. So I'm gonna make the connection here. So let me do it. Just like the accident happened on the scene of Rust, who's liable? Similar sort of thing with the self-driving cars, right? If you get into an accident, <laughs> you know what I'm doing, Sorry, right? Yeah, 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 Allow yeah. me. If there's an accident from a self-driving car, who is to blame? So, there was an instance in the US, I think it was maybe last year, or the, okay, in 2019, there were two people who were killed in an accident that involved a self-driving car. Really? Yeah. I think it was in t- two years later, or maybe even January of this year, the person who was charged with manslaughter was the person who was in the vehicle, even though it was a self-driving oh. car. Yeah. Liability gets confusing, right? Because so we're actually... Okay, carry on. Well, no. So, cars all communicating with each other. Yeah, cool. So, if you're saying it's all human error, then the way I see it is there's a couple of things that could go wrong, right? Human error, let's say, is eradicated. There's a couple of things that could go wrong. Number one, network goes down. Cars can't communicate with each other anymore. Um, so, even though they've got, like, the spatial awareness and stuff like that, which would hopefully mitigate a lot, I think it could cause, like, a whole hubbub basically yeah uh the other thing is basically that cars just fail and technology fails which happens like mm-hmm. off, like fairly often yeah where cars just fail i mean if you look at your cars at the moment your the like lights come on like on your dashboard to say something's wrong so who's going to be to blame it gets a bit complicated because it's like if a car's been mot'd when it's supposed to if a car's been checked out when it's supposed to tire pressure's all okay all of that then who's to blame is it the manufacturer is it the person who last did the MOT because they didn't, re- you know, refresh it? Is it the drive, the owner of the vehicle because they didn't MOT the car when they were supposed to? Whatever else, like other checks are needed. Um, yeah, gets a bit complicated. That's really interesting, and it gets very really hard to kind of find out that stuff mm. because what if you're in instances where, you know, crashes are really bad and the car blows up, you literally cannot get to the bottom of it, and I think that could potentially cause some issues. So, so you think? Because of the the liability issue, basically, if there is an accident, yeah, we can never like they'll all, we'll never have true self driving cars because there's always got to be someone behind the wheel just in case something or like monitoring it or. Well, I don't know. It gets a bit com- it gets a bit confusing because at the moment it's really hard. Like it'd be very hard to conceive of a completely self driving car without anyone there just in case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but that could become the norm. But what I'm saying is. I don't know. Feels a bit. It's, really, it's a tricky one, is it? Because like, right now, cars are all there's, there is so many accidents every single I was day on the say, road. Yeah. So many accidents on the road every single day, right? Um, and then with with drive with um, self driving cars, right? Where you essentially bring forward this solution that fixes that problem. It literally removes human error, which, as I said earlier, makes up ninety four percent of all car accidents. You remove human error. Mm. And you're going to get a lot less accidents, yeah. right? But you've still got that 6%. And it's like, just because there's what I feel like the problem with self-driving cars is when you have one accident, yeah. that's it. 
blanket ban on all of them. Yeah. And it's a shame, isn't it? Because yeah. when you have one small accident, people are going to freak out and think, oh, it's not reliable. And no, it's yeah. going to cause that, like, distrust of technology. Bro, it's very, I completely agree. I think human intuition and skepticism is very interesting. Mm. Because at the it's moment... It's not rational if you think about it. No, it's not it's, rational. No, nothing's rational about it. It's a bit like, people are scared of flying, right? But how yeah. do they get to the airport in the taxi? Driving is yeah. more dangerous than flying. Way more Statistically, dangerous. Statistically, right? Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Crazy to think that. But it's true. I once said that someone was like, oh, I'm really nervous for the fly. Like, I just get really scared. There was someone at work was like, I just get really scared of, like, flying and stuff. I was like, well, you know, statistically, it's more likely you'll die on the way to the airport than on the plane. She was like, that's not helping. Yeah, trust. <laughs> that's not really bad. No, like, that's not the way to come. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just completely no social cues whatsoever. No, no. Um, but no, no, no. It's, it's true, though. So, very interesting. Because something in your head tells you that flying is more dangerous. feels more intrinsically it feels more yeah I'm, I'm on bin number two by the way cheers cheers we'll cheers for a second yeah. bin number two simultaneous right bin number two episode two <laughs> oh, you'll have to keep up number of beers for episode was episode three we have three beers yeah episode four we have four beers by episode 50 we're just dead <laughs> I'm gonna need a self-driving car to get here bro I can't I can't, I can't drive home. episode 50 we'll have self-driving cars to, so. to take us I home I so and you're gonna need one um, um, okay so right now Sarah self-driving car says you know what I'll take you home pops, up, pops outside and says it's gonna take it's gonna travel to both home would you get in it yeah I'd be so excited I'm not a clout chaser man do it for the clout yeah yeah <laughs> What is it like? Because it'd be cool. No, but what I was saying was like, it's so mad how, yeah, in our head that feels more dangerous, right? Even though it's not. And in our, in our head, flying feels more dangerous, mm. even though it's not statistically. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just like intrinsic belief? Do you think it's like the fact I, that... Can I tell you what it is? Go on. I think it's humans' innate need for control. Okay. Because when you're in a car... You can, you can see the driver they're like dry or you're all you're driving yourself right mm. um and then but if you compare that to a plane dude like how the fuck do planes work like you just get on them <laughs> and then like you're just in this metal car that floats through the air for huh? a little bit and then you suddenly are in egypt like it's mad right you, you can't see the 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 no, 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 also, yeah i agree they're all like pilots sleep like it's all autopilot yeah, yeah it's all autopilot it's basically it's like a self-driving yeah, yeah, yeah. flying car they've already cracked it right. you know I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then obviously self-driving cars. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. in control. There's something like that doesn't quite sit quite well so with right. You. No, I com- I completely agree with you. It's to do with like the human mm. need for control, um, human trust, and just human yeah. abilities, and not it's it's just crazy. But I don't know, man. Maybe it'd be interesting to see. I think self-driving buses could be a thing. It's a bit like the DLR. Do you think the DLR? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's no drivers. There's no drivers. Yeah, there's no drivers. True. We, do you know, what? we're talking about planes. Mm. That's all basically self-driving, like basically. self-flying planes, a, and there's a whole network of them. They all kind of yeah, speak. but there's still people in air traffic control. There's still true. pilots. There's still someone to manually override it. Mm. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go on a plane that had no pilot in it. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I still feel like there's potentially conditions that humans couldn't plan out to program in technology. Why are pilots there? If anything goes wrong, if anything's tricky, why? Because you're there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Similar with driving. There's some situations where it's like you can't always foresee something like that happening to then program that into like technology. Do you know what I mean? Like when you just get into like sticky car situations. You can't control the external factors. Exactly. Exactly. It's like when you learn how to drive, you learn how to 
operate your car and you learn how to deal with basic traffic mm. you don't deal with the situation like you don't learn how to deal with every situation yeah so it's, it's similarly like, similarly with self-driving cars it's like you can't program that so i would take comfort just from knowing that there's a person who can yeah, react to react stuff i think yeah. maybe it comes down to un- like understanding how things work as well mm. i understand how humans work but as I'm like a human, but I don't understand how to, the technology. There's also a sort of like road language, isn't there? Like an understanding between drivers, you know, when you're letting someone yeah, through, yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like, um, but yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting one. Yeah, and, but I, th- I feel like ultimately the only way you can have it is is if all cars are self-driving, then then it's safe. Mm. But when you've got a mix of people driving cars and self-driving yeah, cars, yeah, that's a bit then it's, it gets sticky, isn't it? Techie, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the future's got to come. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but guys, what do you think about self self driving buses? The first one in Edinburgh. Would you would you get would on you one? Would you do it? Or are you terrified? Yeah. Um, and what do you think about my idea of a subscription model <laughs> <laughs> and my vision for the future? <laughs> Dead that man. Um, um, okay. All cool. right. Sorry. What's our next topic? <sighs> so, so, I'm nervous to talk about this one <laughs> on. because it's controversial. Um, but I'm gonna do it. Andrew Tate. Oh. <laughs> we're only on our second episode. We're already talking about this. Right. Okay, listen. I wanted to talk about it because I don't know, I just have some uh, I just have some, some some points I'd want I wanted to I wanted to make like flag basically and share. And um don't worry, they're not like overwhelmingly positive. in fact they're, they're, I'd say they're just more like objective points. Okay, yeah, so fine. So let's talk about the current situation. Andrew Tate, as most people know former kickboxing champion, became really big on TikTok, kind of mainly over 2022, I believe it was, that like... This last year? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that like, you know, basically just early, came up on every, basically guys, like, from a young age range up to like, maybe, I don't know, 30, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know, but mainly focused on men, making male content, which is super misogynistic, very like, old-fashioned views, a lot of that stuff, and a lot about, making money as well and showing off his yeah. his bagai and all of, yeah. the, all of that stuff basically and of course, like, not drink not, uh, not drinking oh, oh i don't like the color of your bagai <laughs> what color is your bagai <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah 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 nice so impression. thank you <laughs> <laughs> no no but yeah so obviously this guy first started coming up into the feed my feed i don't know i, I was definitely like this guy's just a clown he's an idiot mm. um ridiculous then I was like, okay, fine, this guy's obviously smart, but he just says super misogynistic stuff. Bad guy, whatever. Anyway, he comes up a lot on my feed. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of them everyone's well. feed. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So obviously, at the moment, Andrew Tate's currently in prison in mm-hmm. Romania uh, under accusations of people trafficking. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he did it mm-hmm. because one of the ways in which he said he made his millions was by basically starting a cam girl website um and he was sounds basically like a pimp arrangement basically i wasn't surprised when i heard yeah the news of what he was charged for wasn't surprised not surprised if it's true uh he's also been accused of rape and sexual assault wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. if that is true as well very like i believe he was kicked out off big brother because i think didn't footage come out of him like yeah but that was being forced i think that was kind of uh neutralized because i think um, did the woman come out? And I think say she said it was, was consensual. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's other accusations again. But as I'm saying, 
Um, still not surprised. I, yeah, not yeah. surprised. Yeah. You know the way he's spoken about women in his TikToks yeah. and stuff. So if that's true, fair. Um, obviously, hope it's not because I hope that he didn't do that to any of the the um, alleged victims. I think that's obviously horrible. So I hope it's not true for for, for the alleged victims' yeah. sakes. Um, yeah, but basically, I don't know. I'm just just interested at the moment. So. He's got this friendship with Aiden Ross. So Aiden yeah. Ross is a streamer. He became famous, I guess, in the last kind of three, four years. He's got a YouTube channel. I feel like he got quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mainly for his Twitch. I think he's yeah. got like 7 million streamers on Twitch or something crazy like that. And uh, yeah. So firstly, look, I've got to be honest. My opinion of Andrew Tate changed when he became friends with Aiden Ross. Right. Because... In Aiden- a good way or bad way? I don't want to say a good way. Okay. It just changed. It just right. changed. I think beforehand I saw like Andrew Tate is just like this like militant guy who's just like dickhead basically. Yeah. So maybe someone with a softer side because I was like Andrew um, Aiden Ross literally is everything that Andrew Tate is against. They're like is he like the antithesis of Andrew exactly. Tate? Exactly. Yeah. Aiden um, Ross is out of shape, you know, or was he's on some fitness journey now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out of shape. Um, not super like yeah. masculine not like alpha as yeah. he would be described and like he dated someone who had like an only fans which is like mm. i believe andrew tate's really like against yeah. and stuff um yeah so i was kind of just like hmm so maybe this guy is kind of like and like tate is kind of like i don't know like a nice guy like he's he's got a hu- he showed you know human he side. showed a human side he's got a softer side he became friends with andrew um with aiden ross and uh because that you know in Ross just isn't on the same mental grind as like Tate is, so they became friends and it was quite like sweet to see. I in a weird way it was like kind of like almost like a father son relationship. It was quite wholesome. Like it was quite I'm not wholesome. Massive biggest fan of Andrew, but like it was wholesome to see when you saw exactly, that, yeah, exactly. And, and and similarly, that's the thing. I think like I've not been a big like necessarily the biggest fan of Tate, and then to see that you're kind of just like oh like that's oh, quite yeah. yeah. He's not just um, like he's not just an asshole and he's just like super yeah. just like yeah you know. Um, on his job but yeah so obviously there's clips of them together they seem to have a strong relationship and all this stuff so basically Andrew Tate has now been told that he can get five visitors to his where he's being held in jail and he's invited four family members and one of them was Aiden Ross no way yeah yeah, which is crazy right that's mad so at first I was like wow his friendship with Aiden Ross must be like really special for him to invite him I'm such a fucking idiot because obviously that's not why. It's... Obviously he's invited Aiden Ross so he can try and like plead his like innocence. Mm. In Ross, who's like super pop, in, to be fair, he's quite a popular guy. Like even yeah. though I think he's a bit of a melt, I fucking I find him really yeah. jealous. He seems like quite a nice guy. Um, yeah, so obviously Aiden Ross is gonna come back from Romania, preach about Andrew Tate, basically be like, oh, he's innocent. Matrix is out to get him, whatever. And uh, and yeah, so all of it weird. Where I was going with this in his discussion yeah. I wanted to have, right? Because obviously that's just what's going on at the moment. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Basically, wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Tate is guilty. Um, the whole friendship with Aiden Ross, was it all a ploy to maybe just like manipulate him for this very moment? I think it was marketing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's like Andrew Tate, say, say anything about him, but he ultimately he is, it's an, it's an attention hall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Hustlers University thing, it wasn't to like help teach young boys to you know, make money, it was to help him get his face across all of social and media. And he did, it's crazy. And it worked, right? Like he, I think, 
the two Tate brothers, they've obviously made their millions, but ultimately they just want to be famous. Yeah, yeah. And you can see it, right? You watch, there's so many clips of them. It's like them hanging out in their penthouse or you know, fooling around and stuff like that. They were, they've both been on reality TV shows. I think Tristan was on like, Oh, you're What's right, the man. Island show? It's like the yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't remember. know what it is, but yeah. Um, obviously, um, Andrew was on um, Big Brother, and he was on another show like, as well. From, like the... from like for the last fifteen years, you're right. They've, they've been trying always to get trying famous, to be get famous. Right? So now they've obviously made their money, and now what's the other goal? It's just to get become one of the most famous people in the world, right? And they've succeeded. And I think, to be honest, this whole Aiden Ross stuff, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's not even true, and it's literally just like a. It's just another. He's just manipulated. It's, it's basically it another way to get Andrew Tate's name circulating the internet again, but not in the negative right. way that it has been. You're at, you're you're def- you're, de- you're definitely right. Yeah, I've been manipulated. Yeah, <laughs> by the <laughs> Matrix. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've clearly been but manipulated. Just, I just I just think it's like no, you're absolutely shit, right. Like, you're absolutely right, and um, yeah, I think that kind of became apparent just inviting Aiden Ross like. Prison in Romania. Surely, in that time, you would just want your close family and friends. Exactly. Yeah. Family met, really. Like, twice. Like it's not as if they've been, you know, chatting and stuff like that. It's like chatting. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. Then. Like it's. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, it was all a, a ploy. But something interesting is obviously, as we said, he's become one of the most famous people. Um, one of the problematic issues is that he's become an idol for a lot of kind of young, like boys who are like 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14 and bro there's like bbc news articles talking about how to deal with your child they're talking about andrew tate and uh guidance for teachers about how to kind of talk about andrew tate in schools and stuff because there's kids young kids who are signing up to hustlers university firstly Mm. then they're going around spewing his misogynistic nonsense and it's just like what is what is going on so i really agree with that like that 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 needs to be an approach and I actually kind of think maybe he shouldn't be spoken about in schools. Uh, at work, I do this volunteering thing every week where some school kids come in. Okay. And uh, we just basically do like sessions with them. Um, so there's a bunch of them. And one of them was telling me, so one of them subscribes to Hustlers University. He's 14. No he's 14. Yeah. So he's smart. He's actually, he's a smart kid as yeah. well. He subscribes to Hustlers University. He told me that... Um, he told me that he was speaking about Andrew Tate in school and he got a call home to his parents. No. I don't know how I feel about that. So he got literally, his parents got a call being like, you're speaking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really, really... That's kind of anti-free speech in schools, that's, no? That, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, free, it's anti-free speech in schools. Yeah. And... I don't, having said that, I don't know what he was saying. He could have been spewing yeah. some misogynistic stuff, in which case, fully deserves to get a call home. Because that's I think not it probably acceptable. depends on what like the context was. Yeah, for saying, sure. I think with um, I think when talking about Andrew Tate, I think it's all like quite dependent on context. Yeah, hundred so, percent. From my opinion, I think the reason Andrew Tate's and I've said this to you before, I think the reason he went as viral as he did mm. is when you see a video of Andrew Tate, he's bald with his sunglasses, chomping a big cigar in some podcasts. Mm. He's either going to say something that's actually quite motivational, right? Or he's going to say something that's so ridiculous that it's quite funny. Mm. Or he's going to say something really, really awful and misogynistic mm, and vile, mm, right? Mm. And I think that's what kind of made people watch him because you, you go on, you, you're scrolling on like TikTok or whatever, mm. and he comes up and you think, what's he going to say? Like, he, I either might really massively disagree or I might fully agree with him. And that was the kind of thing that kept people watching. Yeah. Um, so I think 
it's bad. I think schools shouldn't ban talking about him, but they should just. It just depends if someone's going around saying the misogynistic things that he is, and saying, "Oh, this is you know." Yeah, yeah. 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 If a kid is talking about Andrew Tate, and as a result is being really rude to other females in his class, mm. then yeah, there should be action taken. Do you do you agree with anything he says? Um. Yeah, I think yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as in, I, I think half of what fifty percent of what he says is is awful, and like is you know this is why it's the sort of things he says, which I'm not surprised that he's being charged for. He has been charged for. Mm. But I think it's the more motivational stuff that mm. I'm like, oh, okay, do you know what? I can see why that would help. Um, you know, when he says things like, oh, if you're feeling like sad or you know anxious, like, like that, that just that's a, a signal for you to take action and get up and you know do some exercise or something. Like that. I think stuff like that's great, and I think. For you know a young, you know sad teenager, that's probably a great thing to hear. Mm. But the problem is, I think there's other motivational speakers who can provide that kind of advice. Yeah, and I mean, they don't also like... provide really horrible, toxic advice. Yeah, there's who like David Goggins. And exactly, stuff like, like that, David yeah. Goggins can provide all the motivation you need. You don't need to listen to Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. I also think the values he's pushing are just really horrible. It's like I saw one where he was just basically saying, "Oh, the worst advice is, you know." Um, you know, pursue your dreams. You never have to work a day in your life or like, you know, pursue your passions. And he's like, Oh, don't do that. Like you think the, you know, the richest man, like his passion was oil. It wasn't, he's just really rich and now he's happy. So I think pushing values like that's not, no, I, agree I, I completely you. disagree with that. Like, yeah, yeah. He's pushing values. Like in order to be happy, you need cars, you need materialistic wealth, mm. you need money, you need multiple female partners. Like that's not, I don't think that's the sort of values that like a 13 year old should be hearing. No, absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree with you there. But similarly to you, I definitely agree with some of the things he says kind of about business. He made a really interesting point, um, which still baffles me, but um, I just thought it was interesting. He said one of the reasons he lives in Romania was because if you get caught speeding in the UK Mm. and you get stopped by a police officer, you can't bribe them, right? You're going to get a ticket. But Boris Johnson can have a party during COVID lockdown. And not get fined, not get in trouble for it. But in Romania, if you get caught speeding, you can get away with it. And it's like, he kind of said he'd rather live in a world where there's everyone's corrupt than only some people. I disagree with that. I think it's obviously better to live in a world with no corruption. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought that's very, that's very kind of quite quite interesting point, actually, to be fair, because Mm. we do live in this world where, like, I don't know, the, 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 uh, elites of society are able to get away with so much shit and uh don't have accountability don't have accountability whatsoever agree, yeah. i mean like all of this party gate mm. stuff just ri- ridiculous i mean fucking Matt, i'm a celebrity that was yeah that what's was going nice. on yeah. what's going on he broke yeah. covid rules and he cheated on his wife like what why no, like yeah, no comeuppance whatsoever is that not more of a thing like yeah. he's still relevant in the press he did an interview this is ridiculous you know what i mean so why is that 100%. okay but then, yeah, innocent, like, sorry, people who don't necessarily have that status in society are ridiculed for that kind of thing. Mm. No, completely. So I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah. But another thing I just wanted to say is I, I agree maybe a blanket approach to not allow speaking about him in schools is probably a good thing. I think that is probably a good thing because I think young boys don't have, like, young kids mm-hmm. don't have the ability to decipher good from bad with a person yeah right and adults do now i know of quite a few people who have said they just blanket hate andrew um andrew tate yeah 
And here's what I have to say to them. Go yeah? Be consistent. Yeah? Right. Be consistent. What do you mean by that? Bro. R. Kelly has 4.5 million listeners on Spotify. 4.5 million listeners. 4.5 million people out there know what he did, right? Mm. He married under and, you know, sexually assaulted yeah. underage girls. And they continue to listen to him. Chris Brown beat up Rihanna. And I People think he's actually... about that really yeah. quickly, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. I think Chris Brown beat up Rihanna. He still... I think he's like, has a history of abusing, abusing women as well. Mm. Um, physically abusing them, right? He's still swooned over by girls. Like, People love, love him. him. Love him. People are very quick to forget about the bruises he left on um, Rihanna's face. He just starts doing his dancing and everyone forgets. Yeah, everyone forgets, right? Walt Disney. Nazi. Yeah. literally allowed a Nazi film director to come to the Disney studios. Wow. Right? I'm not saying people need to stop watching Disney films or stop, like, mm. dancing like when Chris... Like, you know, whatever, yeah? Stop listening to Chris Brown or R. Kelly. Because even I'll admit, there's bangers, right? There's bangers! <laughs> there's bangers! There's bangers! So, I'm Having just saying... fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So look, well, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say, if people are able to take the good from bad from other situations, such as that, you've got to be able to do it to this one as well, right? That's all I'm trying to say. I don't think you should just like dislike people who really like Andrew Tate as long as they're liking them for the right reasons. But I think it's important to make that distinction. Because people seem to make that distinction everywhere, like everywhere else, mm. right? So if you're like, that's all I'm saying. Just be consistent, that's right? Very interesting. There's so many people who have done really, really great things who are bad mm. people. So you have to just be consistent. I've got a response to that. Right, go on. Um, so say it. I'll I fuck you up. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck you right here. Uh, I think the difference, the difference between the examples, <laughs> the examples you gave. Chris Brown, Walt Disney, um, who was the other person you said? R. Kelly. The difference is, is you've got, in one instance, you're separating some of the things that someone's, someone's that some of the opinions that some that a figure has said, in mm. this case, Tate, yeah. from the other, other opinions he said, mm. right? And the other one, you're separating the art from the artist. Oh, I've got you here, Ori! Oh, yeah. I've oh, got no. you here! Okay, let me finish off. <laughs> Let me find that point. You're separating the art from the artist, right? Mm. So, I think, yeah, people might have forgotten, like, people still know that Chris Brown beat up Rihanna. Yeah. Ultimately, they're fans, not of his character or his values, mm. they're fans of his music and probably his dancing as well, because he's a great dancer. Mm. Uh, same with R. Kelly mm. uh, and the same with Walt Disney. Like, people aren't a fan of Walt Disney and the views he holds. People are fans of the content that he made and the legacy that he left behind. Um, so that's why I think it's slightly different to Andrew Tate because, yeah. I think you make an excellent point. Thank you. However, oh. <laughs> Walt Disney... I think you make an excellent point. End of episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go on. But Walt Disney, I believe it was the Little Red Riding Hood, the original animation for it, had an anti-Semitic scene which got reanimated. When he portrayed, I believe it was the werewolf to be, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe he portrayed the werewolf in an anti-Semitic way and it has to get reanimated following a review. 
Really? So, as in, sorry, when was it reanimated? Like recently, or was it no, reanimated? I, I don't remember. It might have been back a day. Oh, but back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still. Mm. So, do you has, know what I mean? But has Chris has Chris Brown ever rapped about like beating up Rihanna or being or a domestic violence? Okay, fine, maybe not. Mm. Maybe not. But then you're That's a good point, okay, though, like, fine. But no, but like, you're, 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 those values can find okay, themselves. I see in. what you're saying. You're comparing art. You're saying you can't separate the. There's a difference between the art and the creator, yeah. But Chris Brown being swooned over, yeah. People like his music. People still want to like, mm. yeah, love Chris Brown and would love for the chance to like, you know, go on a date with him or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So that's not separating the art from the artist. Mm. That is true. Yeah, you've got me there, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an interesting debate, though. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is interesting. But yeah, I get all your point. You can't just per- ch- cherry pick the bits. That's what you, I'm. You that, want them to be branded yeah. for. That's what I wanted to basically get out of this conversation, right? I, I just wanted to kind of say that I think people just need to be consistent. You know, I'm just saying like, have, have, have listen to what someone has to say when they maybe say that they agree with Andrew Tate's some of Andrew Tate's views. Like, I'm not a fan. I know you're not a fan. But I'm just saying, there's some things that he said which do do resonate with me definitely, mm. um, and I don't think that other people you necessarily say that should be should be ridiculed. But yeah, this whole school thing, I think it's dangerous. I think like young kids don't necessarily have that power of reasoning to be able to decipher good from bad. Yeah. And so maybe a blanket approach in schools is probably best. Also, kids are rebellious. Yeah. Kids, teenagers, natural instinct. If they're told not to do something, is to do that thing. So if you say there could be no mention of the words Andrew Tate in the school, yeah, they're going to go out of their free. way to a discovery. No, you're but right. if a, if a school has an assembly about it and actually talks to them, you know, as if they're adults and say, right, this is the this is the problematic aspects. These are the, you know, and explain why Andrew Tate is as controversial as he is. Mm. I think that's the better approach. Yeah, fair. Cool. Anyways, let us know your thoughts. Um, drop us a message on Instagram. I'm sure this guy is going to come up in future conversations because he always seems to be doing something. I, I hope we leave him in 2022. I just <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up like he's, Andrew Tate's like you know passed away or something. Or mm. you, you get that announcement. Um, or he's running for president. He's running for president. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure he'll come up again. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Let us know your thoughts. Send us your opinions. Um, yeah. But should we? Uh, Move over to some recommendations. Recommendation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, do it. it. Um, so, I've got a recommendation. Hit me with it. Um, so, I've got two recommendations this week. Okay. Uh, the first one is the new show on HBO, mm-hmm. um, or if you're in the UK, it's um, Sky Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, is The Last of Us. Have you heard about this? <laughs> I have. I've okay. heard about it's, it's, it from. It's, it's been, it's like, it's HBO's new big tentpole. Um, no spoilers, please. Tentpole, I won't, won't spoil it, but tentpole TV show. Massive budget. Yeah. Um, so back in like 2013, when I was a smelly 16-year-old teenager, um, bought a PS4. Yeah. Right, and I played The Last of Us oh, video game. You're odd. <laughs> <laughs> played The Last of Us video game. Yeah. One of the best games I've ever played in my really? entire life. Really? And it was, it honestly, the reviews across the board at the time, I remember 10 out of like, 10 out of 10, 10 out of wow. 10, 5 star. Like it's, it's commonly known as one of the best video games of all time. Well, like right? a good campaign and stuff. And... So it's just, a, it was, I think it, what it was known for is it's a very, it was a very cinematic game. So it was almost like you could, you're playing a movie basically. Yeah. Um, and it was really good characters, really good dialogue. And it was almost treated like a proper film rather than just a game. Okay. Um, so it did really, really well at the time. And fast forward, you know, nine years 
no, 10 years now, 10 years later. Um, and HBO have adapted it. Mm. Um, so it's the creator of, do you ever watch a show called Chernobyl? No, I know about it. So, yeah. yeah. So it's the creator of that. You've also got the, um, the original game director. Wow. As well. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the general plot is you've got, um, Pedro Pascal, who plays, uh, Joel, who's a, like a weary, um, survivor. He's yeah. like, he's quite old and he's, you know, been through some shit and basically it's, it's 20 years after the apocalypse begins. Um, and he's basically tasked with um, taking a girl called Ellie, who's mm. played uh, really well by uh, Bella Ramsey, okay. uh, across the country. Uh, and it's like zombie apocalypse. Oh, but sick. they're also dealing with like human threats. And there's obviously, you know, there's like... Um, Walking Dead vibes? There's like the military. Yeah, it's Walking Dead vibes, basically. But it's so much better. Really? Right? It's, it is, honestly. Okay. So this is, there's been two episodes. Mm. And the pilot episode, so the first one, I'm telling you, is what is the... the is, one of the best no film. yeah it's one of the best premiere episodes i've ever seen in my entire life yeah so they yeah they're talking about this on the um on the shits and gigs pod yeah yeah and they've they made me want to watch it as well because oh, really? they're yeah. gonna give like every week updates on it oh, from really? now so i'm gonna because i know it's coming out week by week right it, yeah I'm, i think i'm gonna watch it's it it's so good and like as somebody played the game i basically it, it, it's soup it's so accurate to the mm. game which i'm really happy to see and um you know when you think of like a post-apocalyptic it's like you know abandoned buildings and cars and everything's a bit rusty it's that kind of cl- cliche vibe right just the look of it and the production design production design is so like it's like all like nature sort of taking over so you've got all these like collapsed buildings and cars and there's like green vines like overtaken it's got like a really distinctive look and it looks exactly like the game um and the performances are great like pedro pascal is 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 so is so good as joel um, but yeah, the first episode, I, I, I won't spoil it for you, but, but dude, when you watch it, the first 25 minutes, right, it is a fucking masterclass of like tension. I, dude, I knew, know what's going to happen mm. and I was on the edge of my seat. Like okay, it, is, it is fucking scary, it's thrilling, it's fucking heartbreak. Like dude, it, you've got to watch it. I'll like, watch it. I'll watch, just I'll watch, watch it. it. I'll watch it. I'm watch not going to say any more, but yeah, Last of Us. Let's pick this back up when all 10, is it 10? All uh, episodes I are out. there's going to be eight episodes, but yeah, okay, there's fine. been two episodes out so far. They yeah. come out Every Monday Every night, Monday. we'll be able to watch it. So we'll them. pick up at the end of the season. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll binge it. it. And then, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's okay, great, cool. It's great. Um, and do I you believe, have any recommendations? I don't, but I believe we have a recommendation from a fan, actually. We've got a fan. We've got, we've got a fan. Can you believe it? Episode <laughs> two. Listen, yeah, we're out here. We're getting hate. We've got fans. Yeah, exactly. Suck your mum. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rory, um, I think you've, you've, So, yeah, we've got... Um, um this request to talk about this um and it's white lotus mm. uh now white lotus has shout out rohan by the way thank you very much um so white lotus came out i believe it was 2020 the first season okay bit of a sleeper hit okay. also hbo so same same as last of us they um, they released bangers they did game of thrones as well they, right? they just yeah game of thrones they're just all, all the bangers on hbo yeah um so it came out um bit of a sleeper hit general premise is loads of rich people Go to a resort called the White Lotus in Hawaii. Um, the, sh- the, the season starts off um, and there's a dead body being put onto the plane. Whew. Right? Then it flashes back two weeks. Oh, no. Right? Ah, and then suddenly you get all these rich people. And yeah. got, they're all like different sort of subplots, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's got their own shit going on. And then you've also got the hosts of the hotel as well. Um, and you basically just see the, all the interactions of all the different guests and the hosts. Um, and it's really, really interesting. And it was a limited season, so it was going to be, that was it, a one and done, right? Mm. But then people loved it, right? So it's come back for season two. Exactly the same premise, mm. except this time, 
um, one of the characters, it, it, new cast as well, by the way, so it's an anthology. Oh, so wow, season, interesting. going to be yeah. a completely new cast of characters, oh, cool, cool, which cool. I like, actually. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, so I actually like... watched season two first, then went back oh, to one. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, and basically, it starts off, um, a character finds a dead body in the ocean. Wow, And okay. it flashes back. Dude, season two. Well, season one's great. I had a great time. Season two, though, fucking incredible television, Sarah. You really? Love it. It's... it's um, it's really interesting because it's basically a complete dissection of like rich people, like rich society and rich people and all the stupid problems that they've got. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it has all these different characters. So you've got um, um, one guy who's like a sex addict and he's like in- involved in like prostitutes. You've got um, one character who's like a sort of finance bro. Um, and he's on there with another couple with his, with, um, with his wife. And there's like lots of incestuous stuff going on there. Eee. It's just intriguing. Do you know what I mean? Like, Scandalous. Loads of stuff and it yeah, starts yeah, yeah, off yeah. and you're like, okay, this is like, they're all, you know, interacting and stuff like that. And all the storylines cross over and basically it just racks up the tension so well, just slowly over the course of the episodes, just completely racks up until in the finale, it all just shit hits the fan. Oh, right? geez. It's really, really good. I'm on it, it, it does this thing, right? And if you've watched the show, you'll know what I mean. It does this thing where like, They'll be like sat there, like having breakfast, and you get these shots of like so the second season set in Sicily, right? Sick, beautiful. You get these shots of like amazing Sicilian landscape, yeah. and lovely food, and they're all eating, and they're just like having a conversation, and it just plays this like weird music that just puts you on edge. It's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, just weird shit, and you're watching, it, and they do. They could just be talking about how nice the salmon and scrambled eggs is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're there like dude my heart is racing right now and it just and it just it slowly builds it up throughout the whole season and it's just mate, it's, it's really interesting. i think you'd love it as well and it explores like really interesting themes this is like hot. privilege and like sex and stuff like that and yeah it's fucking great this is heart problems running my family i don't know if i can, <laughs> don't know if I can handle it no, by episode seven you'll be gone <laughs> you'll be gone just one last point the theme tune for season two yeah <laughs> it's on it's on my spotify i saved it it's so good it's honestly it i'm playing with you after this it's so fucking good it's so what's it called for the people um just type in white lotus season two theme but okay, mate, it's, it is a straight i think it's called renaissance or something <laughs> but mate, yeah banger. banger absolute banger okay cool. um no, but yeah, they're my recommendation of the week. Well. Yeah, because I know White Lotus isn't... Rohan was saying that it hasn't popped off in the UK as much as it has in the US. But uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I've heard from a couple different people that it is a series and a half. It's good. Uh, so yeah, I'll look into it. But uh, guys, this has been episode two of Log Than Life. Thank you very much if you stuck around this far. Um, please go ahead and give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe. Leave us a good rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. We're everywhere. Um, find us on TikTok and Instagram at larger than life underscore LTL. And listen, guys, we're obviously going to find content for you. But if you think of anything that you want us to talk about, any series that you think we should watch, anything, send it through. Send it through. I'm a content whore, so any any series recommendations, I would love. So yeah, send them through. Cool. Say no more. Thank All you right. very much, guys. See you, see you Take on the care. Next one. Cheers.